Merry day after Christmas. Hope everyone had a good Christmas, had a good time with their family, had a good holiday. Uh, hope you guys all have a good New Year this week. But aside from all the holidays, there was a lot of football this weekend, and there was a lot of good football and a lot to talk about. So Austin and I are going to recap all the games. There was a lot of action. It'll be a fun time. This is KNA football. All right, Austin. So, how how first of all, how was your Christmas? Let's just say that it was pretty good. Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, got some awesome stuff. Can't lie. It's not all about gifts. But it's yeah, not yeah. all about gifts. But yeah, <laughs> got some awesome stuff. Uh, spent a lot of time with family. Uh, have some family that lives out of town, so it was good seeing them for a couple of days. Uh, yeah. How was your Christmas? It was good. Mine was fun too. We had uh, family over for the whole day, so it was really. Hectic and crazy, but it was fun. I, we don't get to see them too, too much because some of them live not far away, but not around here. So, yeah, my hair right now is there's like a middle part going on for some reason because it's like longer than normal. Mm, yeah. So yesterday, actually, I got a bandana that's a Panthers band or not band, a headband. It's yeah, a headband. headband. Yeah. Panthers headband. And I was like, why not wear it? You know, Panthers got a big dub this weekend. We'll talk about that later. So I put it on, and I really like it. And I didn't want to do the podcast with so just an ugly little middle part thing. So I put this headband on for the podcast. And actually, I think it looks pretty good. Like, I think yeah, it makes it the hair good. actually... Yeah, it like, looks, yeah, You can see that there's, like, a line, like, not on the side. It's, like, in the middle. But, like, I think the headband, I kind of like it. Maybe I won't even get a cut. Maybe I'll just rock this. Hey, did you just idea. call really? me ugly? No, 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 no. Nah, Debbie, nah, nah, Debbie nah, pulls nah, off nah, the he, middle part. He called me. Yeah, that is no, not. Debbie, Debbie makes the middle part work. I did say that if I had long hair... I would choose probably Debbie's hair. This is I true. Like he, he did say that. But I'm saying for yeah. me right now, like it's, I don't know. It's it's yeah. in the middle of like right. ugly and. <laughs> but I think the headband kind of looks good. Maybe I, I leave it, it like this. I think you leave it like that. Really? I, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm thinking about like getting a cut tomorrow. No, I don't think so. No, no, no. Yeah, I like the sports head attire. I got the beanie on, the beanie and new brown sweatshirt. My brother got these for me. We do a sibling gift exchange oh, every that's year. Right. You guys, yeah. Um. I don't think he even had me. Really? He didn't even have He's me. He's just a he, legend. He was just like, he just found the stuff and he was like, I want to give this to Austin. And I was like, let's go. I did have him and I got him this big poster with Miles Garrett on it at Harold Mansfield. He is the greatest defender in the league. Uh, so, yeah, that's what, we, that's what we did. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we did get Madden 23. Which is a major upgrade because the latest Madden that I had was 18. Oh, okay. oh boy. It was a long time ago. <laughs> the entry was still the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl. Oh my gosh. That was the entry. So, Who's on the cover of that one? Uh, of 23? No, of 18. 18. Brady. Brady's on the cover of that one. Um, but speaking of Madden, um, this week was a very cold week for football. Right? It was in the single digits, mm -hmm. and most games felt like it was in the negatives. And there was a lot of wind gusts in any stadium that was not an indoor stadium. So we would have all thought, and we even said this on our Pick'ems episode, that the mentality of every team that wants to win will be to run the ball because it's going to be cold, your quarterback's hands are going to be cold, your receiver's hands are going to be cold, 
The wind's going to be blowing. Run the ball. And that's how you're going to win these games. In a, most of these games, one in particular, I can't wait to share it with you, but in most of these games, there was a comically low amount of rushing yards. It's just like an insanely low amount for almost every team, which I wouldn't was not expecting. Yeah. We were expecting, like you said, a lot of runs, a lot of just good defense because of all the cold, and that affects the quarterback's ability to throw, the receivers to catch. But aside from a couple games, it was kind of just a normal, a normal Sunday where teams are still throwing more than they were running. It was, yeah, it was interesting. It was, but yeah, let's get into those. Let's get into the recap. The K and A Week Recap. All right. So first on the agenda, Falcons, Ravens. I, <laughs> you if picked... you recall, yeah, yeah, happened to pick the Falcons for this matchup. I thought that, you know, the continued loss of Lamar Jackson was going to impact them. Um, I thought the Falcons were going to come out swinging. I thought that Desmond Ritter was going to play well, uh, and it turns out that they lost nine to seventeen. They didn't score a single touchdown. Which is really unfortunate. Yeah. The Falcons have not looked good with Desmond Ritter. They, what is this? Is this their second or third game with him? This is their second as the starter. Yeah. So last week against the Saints looked pitiful against the Saints team. That's like, they're not very good. But I mean, they're not the worst team in the league. But, and now they're playing the Ravens, who Ravens have not looked good with Tyler Huntley at all. Did you no. know that Tyler Huntley I, yeah, was voted as a fourth alternate to the Pro Bowl? Yeah. Over I mean, the likes of Tua, um, pretty much any other AFC quarterback, I would take over Tyler Huntley. Yeah, I mean, fourth alternate, he's never going to yeah, see the yeah. field, nor That's, the Pro Bowl games. But still, still man. The, the precedent, the, the premise even, that Tyler Huntley is Can the make fourth alternate for the that, Pro Bowl over yeah. all these other quarterbacks is ridiculous. Like I feel like That's when you know the Pro Bowl is just like the stupidest thing. It's like, come on. No way in the world should him... Should him should Tyler Huntley be getting in this game? But it doesn't matter. It's just a stupid pro. It's a little side note. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, the Ravens. It wasn't pretty. It was kind of a boring, ugly game. Yeah. Tyler Algier for the Falcons looks really good the last couple weeks. He he's pretty much the Falcons' entire offense. I don't know what happened to Cordero Patterson. But he's just non-existent anymore. Yeah. You said that Desmond Ritter didn't look. Hasn't looked great, and the Falcons haven't looked great, which is like fair enough. The Falcons haven't looked great all year, yeah, especially with Ritter. He's very inexperienced, but he actually didn't play a terrible game yesterday. He completed 22 out of 33 passes, which isn't awful for 218 yards. He didn't throw a touchdown, he didn't throw any interceptions, but overall, that's not an awful game. That's a pretty decent game. I guess a pretty good defense, I guess too. a pretty good defense. Yeah. So no hate to Desmond Ritter. I, I hope that he turns out to be an okay quarterback. Like, well, I, for Ohio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Cincinnati. From Cincinnati. Uh, I don't really like that city in Ohio, but I mean, I guess I'll root for the whole state. Let's go, guys. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, Saturday, Ohio State, Georgia. We are going to get killed. We're going to get killed, but that's fine. Hey, come back to this after we win. Exactly. After we win, be like, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I told you guys so. But yeah, this is a pretty boring game. Not much to be said about it, to be honest. This game, though. This was not a boring game at all, for me at least. Lions <laughs> at Panthers. Decently cold games, about 16 degrees. Um, why don't you go ahead and talk about this offensive showcase? Yeah, man. So we talked about before the show, or when we first started, we were talking about 
a lot of teams still were throwing the ball a lot, not running too much. Not the Panthers. No. They ran for a combined total of 320 rushing yards that broke the franchise record for most rushing yards in a game. Deontay Foreman, 165 yards by himself. Chuba Hubbard, 125 yards by himself. Yeah. Both of them were over 100 rushing yards at halftime. That is unheard of. And then total yards on offense, 570 yards, also breaking the franchise record. Their offense, Panthers' offense was incredible this game. They're running. They had seven runs over 20 yards. Like It's pretty good. I, I don't understand how we did it. We looked pitiful against the uh, Steelers. Seahawks. But no, the Steelers last week. We played the Seahawks last week. No, we played Steelers. We lost. Bad. We played the Seahawks. Oh, you're, we, right, yeah, you're, yeah, right, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. So we looked pitiful against the Steelers. Steelers got a good rush defense. And we played the Lions and just were gashing them in the run game. And everyone's just talking about the Panthers' run game in this game. But Sam Darnold is completely going under the radar. He threw for 250 yards in this game, mm-hmm. a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown, too. I mean, I'm not calling him no franchise guy. I still don't think he's a franchise guy at all. I'd love to be wrong, but I don't think they're going to go anywhere with him. But he's going under the radar. He's playing very good since he came back this year. Last year, he had a horrible O-line, the second-worst O-line in the league, and now he's got a top-10 rated offensive line. And you can see, I mean, and good running game, so that obviously helps because it takes some pressure off of you, but he's not throwing interceptions. He's making good plays with the ball, and he's running when he has to. Panthers are yeah. fun to watch right now. Yeah, they are fun to watch. I'm not going to lie. They're a fun team. And I've never been a Panthers hater. I like to give you crap about the Panthers because you like them and it's fun to watch you overreact to what I say. (laughs) But I would really enjoy to see the Panthers make the playoffs. Me too. (laughs) I I know you would, but I would hate to see the Buccaneers make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like, I really don't want to see that like the Buccaneers are just everything that I despise about football not really this year because they kind of suck but in the last couple of years where it's like okay we get this big name guy like Tom Brady and now all of a sudden all of these guys that are chasing Super Bowls come and sign with us like what the Rams did last right where it's like okay we built this super squad and now people are signing with us for literally zero dollars because they don't care they just want the ring I hate that I wish that it was I hate to say it, but teams like the Cincinnati Bengals, where they aren't paying their players a lot of money, and they aren't going out and making these wild trades. They drafted their whole team. They draft their guys. They develop them. Will they end up leaving in five years? Yeah, they will, because they're going to want to get paid. But they raise up an entire team all on their own without having to go and you know, maximize their cap space. Yeah, and with that, with the Bucks, they're also just so boring and pitiful to watch. I mean, the Panthers, they at least... Bucks have not scored 37 points all season, and they haven't come anywhere close. I mean, yeah, it's a lot. But what's, what me and you were talking when we first got to Debbie's basement today, we were both talking, the biggest Panthers game in the last five-plus years is this upcoming game against the Buccaneers. Panthers play the Bucks next Sunday. I know we'll talk about this next week on the Pickums, but I have to talk about it now. I've, <laughs> it's the only thing on my mind right now, man. If we beat the Bucks. We are in first in the NFC South. All we got to do is beat the Saints in Week 18, and we are in the playoffs. If the Bucks win, Bucks clinch the division. So it is literally the biggest game. It, it's the biggest Panthers game 
since we were in the playoffs in 2017. It is really exciting. I forgot how much fun it is to have something to root for and something to, like, have meaningful football in December or January. It's fun. It's it's a lot more fun. Can't relate. Than sitting at home and just being like, oh, when's our draft pick going to come? Yeah, that's what we're looking forward to. Real quick, before we move on to the Chiefs game, right before we started recording, literally two minutes before. I completely forgot about that. Panthers, if, if you remember, back in 2015, viewers, when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl, they had a pretty good corner. A really good corner. Pretty good <laughs> corner that went toe-to-toe with all of the best receivers in the NFL. He was kind of known for having a little bit of an attitude. He got into a lot of little scraps. Hmm. But it was fun to watch a corner go you know, yeah. toe-to-toe with all these Absolutely. fantastic wide receivers. The Panthers just signed Josh Norman <laughs> because J.C. Horn, what did he do, break Bro- his wrist? Yeah, broke his wrist. He broke his wrist in the game this week. Which is a big hit for the team. He's had surgery. Yeah. They're saying maybe, depending on how he feels, they'll let him play with a club, which I think would be so cool. <laughs> but, yeah, Josh Norman is... It's, I mean, he's not going to obviously be 2015 Josh Norman. That was seven, pretty much eight years ago now. Yeah. But he's still going to be better than like the third or fourth stringers that you have on the roster. He can come. He might give up some plays here or there, but he'll be sustainable to help you win games and hopefully get you into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. So, Seahawks at Chiefs. Um, this was a really big game for the Seahawks. This basically determined, not... Technically, they're not eliminated yet, but this basically determined whether or not they would be in that conversation for that last spot in the NFC wildcard. After this loss, dropping to 7-7, seven and seven, are they in the conversation? Yeah, they're still in there. They need some teams to lose. They need themselves to win out. They need to win the last two games, and they need some teams to lose big time. But basically, you can forget the Seahawks. They've lost a couple in a row now. They don't look like the beginning of the season Seahawks, and they lost 10-24 to to the Chiefs, which isn't that terrible. Losing by two scores to Kansas City isn't awful. I mean, Kansas City likes to blow out their opponents, but basically you can forget the Seahawks. They will not be making the playoffs this year. Mm -hmm. Lately, Geno Smith, I feel like I've said it multiple weeks in a row now, it's completely fell back down to earth and showing that he's not this amazing quarterback that we all thought he was early in the season. I mean, the Chiefs don't have a good defense. They literally just were in a very close game with the Texans. And it's like, so everyone's expecting this game to be a shootout, like maybe in the 30s or 40s. They put up 10 points against not even a good Chiefs defense. You know, Smith, he was missing a lot of throws early. He was making bad decisions. He was not not playing well. I think the Seahawks are kind of almost leaning now towards maybe drafting a quarterback and having Geno Smith play a little bit of next season. And then... To have their quarterback sit behind him and then maybe bring in the quarterback halfway through. Because Geno Smith, he had that magic in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. But right now, he's kind of... People are getting film on him, and they're like, okay, like he's still Geno Smith. He's still a backup. There's a reason he wasn't starting for nine years and all that stuff. Yeah. So, but, yeah. I mean, the, the Chiefs, they're in another... I mean, they should have blown him out. Yeah, they really should have. And I'm getting surprised that they're not. I wonder... I wonder if two things. One, the Chiefs are falling off, which I don't think so. 
what I do think is happening is that they know that they can win these games which with more conventional football. And they know that they have the talent to do that. And so Andy Reid's not pulling into his bag of tricks that would normally put them up by a couple more scores. They're not, you know, really going for it all and risking the health of their players. And they're playing a little more conservatively because they already clinched the AFC West. So that division's theirs. So all they're looking for now is better seeding, which you can't get better than second. They're right behind the Bills at this point. So I think that they're... No, they're first. Oh, they're first now. Mm-hmm. I thought the Bills were still at one. I heard something today that the Chiefs, if they went out, they, they remain first. Yeah, and I'll say they're first well, then. Yeah. I checked today, but I thought the Bills were yeah, first. Maybe but you're right, because be I thought the Bills were first too. Probably should have done... Probably should wrote that on my notes. Probably should have done some homework before spouting <laughs> that one off. But regardless, if they're first, good for them. If not, they're obviously looking to get get that. But yeah, yeah, I don't think it's too much of a cause cause for concern. I mean, winning by fourteen is still pretty good. I think everyone's just has such high expectations for the Chiefs, and they're just yeah. expecting them to blow someone out every time they play. If you're winning a game, you're winning a game. It doesn't matter how much you win by. If you win, you win. Proof from and, the Vikings. Yeah, and if. And if you get to the playoffs, Mahomes is going to find a way. It doesn't matter if they win by one or win by 30. If you win, you win, and that's all that matters. You move on. Yeah. I think that they'll be fine. I think right now it's really a battle between them, Buffalo, and Cincinnati in the AFC. So we'll see how the final seeding goes because anything could flop because Buffalo and Cincinnati play next week. Yep. So it's going to be a lot. It's going to be interesting to see how the top of the AFC shakes out for the next couple weeks. For sure. Uh, I don't want to talk about this game. This is Saints, Browns. Quote Caden. There's no way the Saints win this game. I never was listening to I it today. Never in saying that again. I <laughs> yes, every week, never say that again. Every week I say there's no way the X team wins. And, and they do. What happens? X team goes and wins. All right. Maybe you should just say that to jinx yourself. There's no way the Panthers win next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me let me tell you a little story, Caden. Once upon a time, I tuned into this game, and I won. I'm assuming. Um, I don't think I actually got this at one because I went. This was Christmas Eve, and so I went to my grandparents' house for lunch. Hey, and we that's got respect. Back a little family late. over football. That's yeah, respect. football is family. <laughs> no, I cannot so, say I was. With family during the games, I can't so say. I got back at halftime. So at halftime, the Browns were up ten to three, and I was like, "All right, we're up ten to three. That is good." And then we proceeded to not be up ten to three. The Saints scored, and then. They scored again at some point later. It doesn't matter when because we lost. We lost 17-10, to 10 and it hurts me. The Browns are now eliminated from playoff contention. We will not be making the playoffs this year, which I could have told you three weeks ago. Um, and you had asked me on Christmas Eve if I was on the fire Kevin Stefanski train. Here's my answer. I don't really care. Here's why. If we fire Kevin Stefanski, hopefully we're hiring someone better. Right? If at the end of this year we fire Stefanski, we hire someone better. Hopefully. Yeah, no. No. Sorry. 
Hopefully, we hire someone who is willing to actually run the ball. Kevin Stefanski seems to kind of get lost and be like, oh, I don't understand what running the ball is anymore. Let's throw the ball every single down. Uh, and it kind of sucks. But, so if we fire him, hopefully we get someone that's better. If we don't fire him, I think that we'll be fine. In 2020, Kevin Stefanski was able to take the Browns led by Baker Mayfield yeah. to the second round of the playoffs. In 2021, Baker Mayfield kind of like destroyed both of his shoulders, and so that was kind of a problem for like throwing. And he, <laughs> there was like this thing called expectations, and Baker's really not good with those. All of this year, we've had Jacoby Brissett, who has done well, but he's not a starter. He is, he's a backup QB. I hope he goes and starts somewhere else. I hope someone else wants him. He deserves it. But he's not like that clutch X-Factor guy that's going to win you games. Now we have a quarterback. Now we have a running back. Two of them, and hopefully we keep them. And we have a pretty good receiving core. I'd love to see what Stefanski can do with all of that put together instead of just one of those aspects. Do I think that his job is on the line? Yeah, I do. I think he's in the hot seat right now. Do I want him to be? No. I'd rather have Joe Woods on the hot seat, keep Stefanski, get a better defensive coordinator. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple play calls where it was like there was a fourth and one in their own territory. Obviously, you were expecting to give it to your superstar running back, one of the best running backs in the league, best short yardage running backs in the league, and they throw it deep, incomplete. It's like, come on. Like, yeah. we could have called that play. Just run it with your superstars. Yeah. And like, Kareem Hunt, Completely uh, unutilized all season. It's like they're really underperforming, and it. I personally think it's coaching. I, if I was a Browns fan, I would want Stefanski gone personally. I don't think he's a good coach. But yeah, I mean, now on the other side of it, the Saints, they're not completely out of it in the NFC South either. They're not. If they win their next two, the Panthers beat the Bucks next week. Then the Panthers Saints game in Week 18 is for the division. Now, that is a big hypothetical because the Saints, have, the to Saints win. have to win out and the Saints play the Eagles next week. Yeah. So it's like probably not going to Probably going to end for them next next week. But there is still that chance for another week and obviously you you're going to hear it all week who's going to win the NFC South. So their name's going to be brought up. So there's obviously a chance any given week, but it's a very low chance. It's pretty much right now a Panthers Bucks battle. Yeah. For sure. All right, let's see what we got next here. This was hey, a uh, fantastic hey, man, game. Good hey, call. Yeah, we Good were pissed for that man. one. We are geniuses. This is Texans at Titans. Um, we had both called that the Texans would win this game. Yeah. And not saying that anyone said we were wrong, but you know, if you looked at the records of these two teams, you'd probably say we were crazy. Mm -hmm. Texans were what? One... 12 and 1, probably worse than that actually. Yeah, that's bad. 113 and 1. I mean crazy like that and I mean the Titans were top of the AFC South. So, you know what happened here? Well, the Texans won. That's what happened here. <laughs> uh Davis Mills not a fantastic game, but not a terrible game. Went 17 for 28, 178 yards, one touchdown and one interception. Texans only had 70 yards rushing. It's a really bad day rushing in Texas. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. <laughs> Malik Willis, this is what got him. Malik Willis went 14 for 23, not awful, only threw for 99 yards. That is pretty bad. Two interceptions. That's a problem. 
Derrick Henry had like 126 yards rushing. Titans had a total of 184 yards rushing. And Derrick Henry fumbled the ball. And that ultimately led to three turnovers, which ended up giving the Texans the win. Yeah. I personally, I think Malik Willis is going to be a good quarterback in a year or two or three or four. But he'll be a good quarterback <laughs> in the future. But right now, they still need to develop him. He needs to sit behind people and learn. He's not going to win you games right now. Yeah. And it sucks for the Titans because Tannehill is out for the season. So they have to play Willis. They're really in a rough position. They have now lost five in a row. Yeah. I've, I don't know if I've seen something as crazy because the Titans, they're one of those teams that's like they can contend for a Super Bowl every season. And so going into the year, people are like, oh, they could. Like when my dad was on a couple weeks ago, when the Bengals and Titans are playing, he said this could be the AFC Championship because the Titans were rolling. The Titans are always that team that's like they're a lock to get in the playoffs every year. You know, they're, they're one of those good teams. And now they've lost five straight, and Jacksonville has now taken first place in that division. Yeah, and due Tennessee, to that tiebreaker from a couple this weeks is obviously, ago. Yeah, Tennessee, this is by far their easiest game left on the schedule. Everyone knows you're going to beat the Texans. And you lose. Now you play Jacksonville Week 18, who already has the tiebreaker against you. Mm-hmm. And they play the Cowboys this week. So that's very likely two more losses, and you're out of the playoffs. You're ended on a seven-game losing streak and are out. Yeah. Jacksonville, they're looking pretty good right now. I don't, not entirely familiar with who they play this next week. They play the Texans. They play the Texans. Yeah. Well, never mind. See, because what's going to happen is Jacksonville will probably beat the Texans, and then the Titans will probably lose to the Cowboys. And then no matter what happens week 18, Jacksonville takes that game. Like, even if they lose, like, it doesn't matter. They take the division. They take yeah. the division. And that's what matters. Speaking of Jacksonville, I will be filming a segment very soon here. If you remember Cadence Corner on YouTube, <laughs> I will be filming yeah. a very similar segment on whether or not Trevor Lawrence was a bust of a first overall pick. Yeah. Of a first overall pick. Oh, okay. Like, there's a lot of expectations that come with being first overall. So make sure you go and subscribe on YouTube. We're almost to 100 subscribers. So make sure <laughs> you go over. Loving this make sure here. you go subscribe. <laughs> check it out. We're almost there. Help us reach 100. Debbie is really loving happy that, that I was able to fit it. that in there. Now, oh, by the way, shout out to Debbie for making this a nice little crackling fire in the background. So true. If you would like the fire to continue all winter, just for like warm coziness, <laughs> comment below on the YouTube. And let us know, or DM us on Instagram. Just tell us that you want to keep seeing it, and we will. Yeah, tell Debbie, do more work. Debbie doesn't do enough for here. Debbie's literally eating Chipotle. Yeah, <laughs> doing a bunch of nothing over there. Goodness gracious. All right, Bengals at Patriots. Mm-hmm. I think, personally, I made a comment last week. I think the Bengals, I think I made a comment. Yeah. I know I made one. I don't know if I was on the podcast. I think the Bengals are the best team in the AFC right now. Oh, I don't think you said that on the podcast. Oh, I, That's I, I know I said it somewhere. Tape. I must have said it. Yeah. Well, we'll see next week when the Bengals play right. the Bills. Personally, right now, they are my pick to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC at this point in the season. I think that they're clicking at the right time, just like last season. And now they have even more experience. I just think they're rolling. And they went into this Patriots game and were dominant for three quarters. Yeah. It was, what, 22 nothing? I'm assuming, I think. Yeah, it was 22-0. Yeah. And then they threw a pick six. Patriots got a touchdown. Patriots got a Hail Mary. 
touchdown. And then they got the ball back and were first and goal, 22 to 18, with a chance to take the lead with like a minute and a half to go. And they fumbled. Bengals picked it up. Bengals won the game. Yeah. I mean, that would have been really embarrassing if you lose that up 22 nothing. But again, like you said, all that matters is that you get out of there with a win. Doesn't matter how it happens, get out with a win. That means that the Bengals have won six straight, which is mildly impressive. I mean, usually at this point in the season, you see a lot of teams that lose six straight, right? They came out swinging, they came out the season really fighting, and then injuries catch up with them. The fatigue of the entire season catches up with them, and you start losing games. Or, you know, you start getting these spotty records. You win one, you lose one. You win one, you lose two. And that's how it goes. Very rarely late in the season do you see a team turn it on. Bengals did it last year. This seems to be their thing. They're doing it this year. The Jags are doing it. It's a weird thing to see. Not, not very often do that, does that happen, but it's happening here. Yeah, and they look really good. I mean, Patriots are a good team. Not like me and you both were very low on the Patriots going into the year, but they yeah. surprised both of us and a lot of people, and they were a, bo- a brink playoff team all season. I think their season's over now, if it isn't already confirmed. It might be. Yeah, I don't think yeah, they're, I think they're, I don't think the they're 100% out of it yet. Okay. Who? The Patriots. Pretty sure they're still in the hunt. Right. On the yes, fringes, okay. fringes. Yeah. Yeah. On the, in the hunt. yeah, whatever it is. Cool. Yeah. They're not in the hunt. Oh, okay. So, so they're, not, they're not mathematically eliminated, but they're going to be like, They need one of those things like, you need a tie in this game. On the bubble yeah. teams, these teams will be on the outside looking in if the season ended today. And then... In the hunt is if the season ended today, these teams would make the playoffs. Oh, oh, okay. So I don't know what. So, well, that's a weird. That's a weird way of doing that. In, normally, <laughs> yeah. it's in okay, the so hunt is outside. At the end of the episode, in. or like after we're done uh, going through all the games, I have a nice chart here by the NFL that we'll go through and kind of just quickly recap. Oh, look at all the games. Good uh, job. I, I was looking for one of those. All the playoff, but I couldn't find one that looked NFL. nice enough to send to Debbie. Debbie, I'm talking right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> We Kidding, will. Debbie. So, yeah, we can we appreciate see, everything you do. Uh, cool. We can see all the ones that are eliminated uh, on the bubble cool. and yeah, yeah, everything clinched cool. playoff spot too. We'll see that. Yeah, after, after the ground, yeah, yeah. towards the end of the episode. Cool. Exactly. Love that segue. That's a great segue right there. Man, oh man, Giants Vikings. I picked the Giants because I thought they stood a chance, and they did. And you know what? It wasn't the worst take I've ever had. It was actually a decently okay one. Only lost by three. This was actually a pretty decent game. Um, Giants-Vikings. Jones threw, Daniel Jones, went 30 for 42, 334 yards, one interception. Kirk Cousins went 34 for 48, 299 yards. There's almost 300 yards in a game passing. That's kind of crazy. Most teams get that in a game for, like, overall stats. And threw for three touchdowns. Um, it's unfortunate. Vikings won the game off of a 61-yard field goal by Greg Joseph. Incredible. Yeah, that's his fifth game winner of the season. And he was not clutch last season at all. No. I was surprised that he had a job going into the year because he missed multiple game-winning kicks. And now he's become Mr. Clutch, I guess. But he's become Evan McPherson for sure of the Vikings. I 
I don't understand this Vikings team, bro. They are 11-0 in one-score games. They have been in 11 one-score games, and they've won every game and are... What's the record? 13-3? and That sounds about right, yeah. 12-3? Some... Yeah. They're one of the best teams in the NFC record-wise. Yes. And they've been in 11 one-score games and have won all of them. They literally... Yeah. They should have killed this Giants team, in my opinion. I'm very low on this Giants team, and they were losing... Like always, they're twelve and three. They're twelve and three. Thank you, Daddy. They were losing like always, and they come and they get a miraculous win at the end of the game. I don't know if that's going to work come the playoffs, but if you win, you win. Like we had have been saying this episode. So if they win the games, obviously that's a good thing. That's all that matters. But I don't understand, man. Yeah, I don't get it, and I'm very unsure if it's going to be a help or a hindrance yeah. come playoff time because it's like, all right, you're used to the pressure now. You're used to being in tight games. You're probably, at this point, if you're a Vikings player, a Vikings fan, if you enter that situation... You're confident. And with, like, two minutes to go, you have the ball, one-score game. Even if the other team has a ball, one-score game. Like, I'd be feeling pretty confident. It's like, okay, yeah, but we've been here before, and we've won before. So I feel like that has to be a help in some way come playoffs when everything's tight and everything matters and every play is a big deal because you're going to be calm the entire time knowing that you can pull out these crazy wins all the time. Mm -hmm. Or it could be a hindrance knowing that against even a Giants team, it's a one-score game. Right. But I got to give credit to where credit's due. How many yards did you say Daniel Jones had? He had 334 yards. I am... I'm not hiding the Giants at all, but 324 yards. That's a lot of passing yards for Daniel Jones, who is the number one receiver. His number one receiver is Richie James and literally people who nobody knows. Like, he's yeah. throwing to nobodies. I think that he is a... I personally, I don't, I don't... I can't believe I'm saying this, but he's a decent quarterback. He's making it work with very little weapons, like Justin Fields-level weapons. Yeah. And he's making it work. So I got to give credit to him. He's playing very well. But it wasn't enough to beat the crazy, lucky, whatever you want to call them, Vikings. Yeah. All right. Bills at Bears. Mm -hmm. This is... Justin Fields in this game was completely neutralized. Justin Fields has been the Bears' whole offense all season. He has no one to throw to, so obviously he has to run. Well, obviously, if you shut down that run, if you neutralize him running... Probably going to win. Justin Fields, seven rushes, 11 yards for yeah. Justin Fields. That is crazy. Yeah. The Bills clearly did their homework. Mm -hmm. They knew that what they needed to do to stop the Bears team was stop Justin Fields. And that's an issue because when you have someone who is a, note this, dual threat quarterback, that means that they can run and throw the ball. Justin Fields doesn't have anyone to throw the ball to, so he's just a running quarterback. He's a single-threat quarterback. So if you can take away the running and no one ever gets open, eventually he's going to have to throw it away, you're going to force a check down, or he's going to throw an interception or take a sack. And that's what the Bills did in this game is they completely neutralized him um, because they knew that if they didn't, they were going to have a real issue on their hands. The Bears were up 10-6 to 6 at halftime. 
And I was like, oh man, that's pretty interesting because the Bears should not be winning this game. And it shouldn't be close like this either. Bills clearly turned it on in the second half, 135-13. Yeah. And I mean, Justin Fields, he made a really good pass in this game. It was a deep, like, 40-yard bomb to someone who, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I can't even tell you what his name is. I didn't write it down because I, I physically don't know. His quote-unquote quote unquote number one and number two and number three seat receivers were all out. So he was literally throwing, first of all, his number one, number two, and number three receivers would not be receivers on any other team. Except for maybe yeah. Darnell Mooney, but he's been out all season. So his number two and number three receivers. Are these an St. Brown? Yeah, I'm sorry. The off-brand Amon Ra. <laughs> his number one and number, er, number two and number three receivers, who nobody else would ever have even rostered, are now out. So now we're starting to even worse people. People yeah. who literally, we make the joke all the time, that, oh, their mom is the only one who knows. Like literally not a single human being knows that these guys are in the NFL. They are complete nobodies, and yet he had to throw the ball to these guys, and he made good throws, and he actually completed a decent amount and got a some, some, any form of yards. While on the other hand, the Bills, Josh Allen didn't even have a great game. He ran it very well, but he didn't pass great. James nope. Cook, the rookie running back, 99 rushing yards, and Devin Singletary, 106 rushing yards. So they ran the ball right on Chicago because they can do whatever they want to Chicago's defense because Justin Fields isn't on their defense. So literally, don't have to worry. Yep, exactly. Josh Allen threw two interceptions in this game, which normally would either A, make it a very close game, or B, lose you the game against any other team. Not against the Bears defense, though, and not against a neutralized Justin Fields. And what's, very, what's going way under the radar right now, the Bears are a half a game better than the Texans. They can mm. still get the first pick. If they lose their next two, mm. which they play the Lions and then the Vikings, I think. Yes, the Lions and the Vikings. If they lose their next two, and the Texans win one game, the Bears have the first overall pick. And the, the, the Texans play the Colts week 18. Very winnable game. So it could come down to that last week. I am... I'm really pulling for Chicago to get that first pick because then you can either take Will Anderson, who's a great defensive end out of Alabama. Obviously, they need everything except for quarterback, so anything's going to help. Or they, that first pick, everyone's going to want that pick. Everyone's going to want go want Bryce Young. They, yeah. they sell that pick to another team, get a boatload of picks and players, start bidding their team from there. Yeah. I just need... They need weapons, and it is very clear because you have Justin Fields, you have a quarterback, but you have not a single other player. Your offensive line, horrible. Your receivers, horrible. Your tight end is okay. Your running back is good. Your running back is good, and your whole defense defense is a joke. Yeah. I saw something that said that the Bears are about, at a minimum, two years away from being as good as the Bills. I thought that was a little quick. That was ESPN. The Bears are two years away from being the Bills. I think that's a little quick. I don't know if you can really re- rebuild an entire team. Yeah, I don't know fast. about the Bills level. I don't know about. That. I don't know about the Bills level, but I think that that's true. If they get a good, a better defense, anything is better than the defense they have now. If they get any form of defense, and one, maybe two receivers, a couple good offensive linemen, all of a sudden you're in the playoff conversation. Maybe not winning the division with the Lions and Vikings in your division, but you're at least making it in the wild card rounds. 
There's been, a, I mean, the storyline the last couple off seasons has been superstar wide receivers getting traded to teams with young quarterbacks. Stuff on Diggs. Yep. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, AJ yep. Brown. Like all these superstar. DeAndre Hopkins. Who says the Bears don't go out and trade for a superstar receiver to help their young quarterback? Devontae Adams back in the division. Oh, yeah, Devontae Adams is another one. I mean, hey, now Derek Carr isn't a young right, quarterback. Right, right. But, but it's still a superstar quarterback or receiver. Yeah. All right. Football team at 49ers. And yes, I will continue to call them the football team until the day I die or the day they change their name. <laughs> until I forget. Um, so 49ers won 37 to 20, as you can probably see. Couple big storylines in this game, in my opinion. Number one, Brock Purdy is still oh, yeah. undefeated. Number two, both Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz played in this game. The football team will decide who they will be rolling with as their starting quarterback on Wednesday. The joke. It is a joke. I don't understand why you would even consider playing Carson Wentz. You were dead. With Carson Wentz as your quarterback. You were one of the worst teams in the league. Taylor Heineke brought you out and you're winning games. And then Taylor Heineke is playing the best defense in the NFL in the 49ers. And you bench him. I'm sorry. What do you think Carson Wentz is going to come do? He didn't even play that good when they brought him in. He, they were dead with Wentz. Heineke completely revived their offense. And you play one bad game against a super, like literally the best defense in the NFL. One of the best defenses in a long time. And you bench him. That is a joke. Um, yeah. Ugh. It's not even like Heineke played a terrible game no. this game. Heineke went 13 for 18, 166 yards, two touchdowns, and only one interception. That's pretty good against the 49ers defense. Carson Wentz, 12 for 16, 123 yards, one touchdown. So, yes. Did Carson Wentz play better in this game? Yeah, he played better in this the game defense than Heineke. Lighten up a cushion because they were having such a lead so they could just let everything in front of them? Yes. So you're getting those you're 40, getting 20 yards yeah. every time. Heineke wasn't getting those because he was the start of the game. Yeah. If they roll with Wentz... I will be rooting for this team's downfall until the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it's a joke. I don't know why they would play him. Heineke has done everything he deserves to be the starter. And he played one mid-game. Not even a bad game. He played a mid-game against the best defense, and they benched him and might start someone else over him. Yeah. When they had Wentz at the beginning of the year, I couldn't care less if they lost every game this year. Couldn't care less. Then they started Heineke, and I actually like Heineke. I think he's fun. He's that guy that comes from behind. He's kind of like the Mike White kind of guy where he comes in, not really too much expectations, and he balls. And he, you know, he's a tough guy, and he's going to do whatever he can to help his team win. And it was fun, and I wanted them to make the playoffs. They're still the seven seed, but if they start Wentz, I hope they don't make it. Oh, absolutely. It's so annoying. But then on the other side of it, Nick Bosa, we haven't mentioned him all year on the podcast. I think he's going to be the defensive player of the year. It's looking like 17 it. 17 and a half sacks right now for Nick Bosa. He had two sacks yesterday and a forced fumble. He's playing out of his mind, and I'd love to see it. Buckeye. Yeah, obviously. Playing great. Man. Going really unheard of. Yeah, I mean... All year, really no talk of Nick Bosa. And then all of a sudden, these last couple weeks, everyone's talking about Nick Bosa. How many sacks he's got. He probably will be defensive player of the year at this point. I mean, there's no one else really in that conversation. Uh, all of the big-name players like TJ Watt, Aaron Donald, 
they're hurt or were hurt, so they haven't really got those the numbers. Did Chase Young play in this game? Mm-hmm. He did, and he played good. Chase Young? It only took you like a year and a half. But he came in and he looks like the normal Chase Young. Or not maybe not the normal, but he didn't look like he was hindered by an injury. He Yes, he played well. Good. It was good to see Chase Young back. Good. I'm glad to hear it. All right. Um, let's see. Is this the what are you oh, doing here, Debbie? The thing was like frozen. All right. Eagles at Cowboys. This was an entertaining game. It was a very fun it's game a to very watch. Very good game. As many of you have probably heard and probably already know, Jalen Hurts was hurt in this game. And one of the questions that we had had is how would the Eagles be without Jalen Hurts? Fortunately, their backup is a former starter, and he was a fun starter to watch. Gardner Minshew started this game for the Eagles. And as you can see, 34 to 40, they lost, but it was really, really close. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, I mean, the Eagles honestly didn't look that hindered by Minshew. The only thing is he doesn't have that clutch factor that Jalen Hurts has. So towards the end of the game. And, and the ability to run probably. I right. The, mo- the mobility is an issue as well. Though they did pull a couple RPOs, but that's mm-hmm. beside the point. He didn't end up keeping them himself. Mm-hmm. Minshew went 24 on 40 attempts, 355 yards, pretty good, two touchdowns, but two interceptions. Now, the Cowboys defense is pretty good, so there is that. Dak Prescott, there's a lot of talk about Dak Prescott right now. 27 on 35 attempts, 347 yards, pretty good. Three touchdowns, one interception. He's thrown 12 interceptions this year. He's only played a full nine games. He started in 10, but he was injured that first game. So he's only played a full nine games, and he's thrown 12 interceptions. He's thrown more interceptions than he's played games. Yeah. Which oh, yeah. is a real issue. You can't be doing things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of talk. Like you said, is, is Dak a good quarterback? I think he's a little overrated. Yeah. He's got a great team around him, so it's like, okay, his defense is good, but yeah, it's not gonna. Ha- that's that's a big issue once you get to the playoffs and you're playing good teams every week. Yeah, for sure. But like we said, this was a very fun game to watch. If you didn't watch it, I recommend you go watch it. It's not game of the year type stuff, but if you're bored, got nothing to do. Right. I mean, thirty-four it's forty. It's a high-scoring game. And it personally, was- the Eagles win this game if they don't shoot themselves in the foot time after time after time after time. They had four turnovers, and yeah. it was like a dumb fumble, like you miss a handoff. If Hertz is there, you're not missing that handoff. I'm sorry. Like, they win this game pretty convincingly without those four turnovers. Congrats, Cowboys, I guess. You won. But, like, you can't be happy too much about this because you beat a backup quarterback by six, and they turned the ball over four times, and you won by six. Four turnovers. Yeah. No one expects to win if you turn the ball over four times, and you barely won against a backup. Yeah. The Eagles steamroll if they don't turn the ball over in this game. Absolutely. Even one less turnover. Yeah. The game's theirs. Yeah. But overall, pretty good game. All right. Raiders at Steelers, 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, which we only heard 50,000 times this weekend. I think that, yeah, that was more exciting. Hearing that was more funny, more exciting than the actual game. Yeah. The game itself was very boring. So true. So it was a very 
very boring game. I really thought the Raiders were going to pull this one out. It really looked like they were going to. And then they didn't because why not? Why why would you win? Stop stop that right now. Don't I, you I, don't I can you I can tell you why the Raiders didn't win. Oh, please. Go ahead. Yeah, who do you know? Yo, I think I said this last week. I'm going to say the same thing. Top 2 receiver in the league. Oh, Devontae? I think, yeah, I think I've heard of him. Devontae Adams? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's he's kind of kind of good normally. He's he's just a receiver. Yeah. He's I mean, only like He was only the highest paid receiver for like 0.4 seconds before Terry killed, you know, existed. It's all right. Do you know how many catches he had in this game? Uh, is it like let's play under over. Yeah. Uh under or over 5. Oh. Under. 3. Under. 2. Ding, ding, ding. He had two <laughs> catches in this game. And Devontae Adams, keep in mind, spent so many years in Lambeau. He's the only one on this Raiders team who should be getting the ball, first of all, any week. But especially this game, because he's the only one acclimated to this weather all the time. Yeah. And yet they give him the ball twice. I'm so happy they lost. There's a joke. You're wasting this man's talent. He's not getting any younger. Yeah. Please, Devontae Adams, go to any other team, except for an NFC South team. Go to any other team that's not the Raiders or the NFC South and save your career. Or go to the Panthers. Yeah, you need to request a trade just Absolutely. as soon as humanly possible. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to fill you in on a little secret. I knew that he had two catches. Oh. I played him. <laughs> I played I played. Oh, man. I played his owner in fantasy this week. And I was sweating a little bit because I was only up by like 20 at this point. When, when this game rolled Most around... Most of the time, you would sweat if you were by 20. I was only up by 20, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I got some guys playing on Sunday, but, like, my goodness, he's going to close this gap pretty fast with Devontae Adams. I mean, he's going to score 34 on me. No. No, he scored, like, 3.0 points. They don't, they don't points. throw to him. No, they don't throw to him, which is fine. Um, Derek Carr went 16, completed 16 on 30 attempts. That's, like, 50%. That's not very good. 174 yards. Again, not great. One touchdown to three interceptions. In his defense, I don't like defending Derek Carr because I don't like him very much. But in defense of Derek Carr, he only legitimately threw one interception. Yeah. And it was in the dying seconds of the game, and it was kind of a 50-50 ball, so it wasn't really like... And it's one that you like. You, you, it's either you throw an incompletion and lose the game, or you throw an interception to lose the game, or you chuck it up and hope for a touchdown. So it's like, yeah. you can't follow him too much. Right. The other two were his receivers, namely not Devontae Adams, uh, it just bounced off of their cold hands because it was like zero degrees and the defense intercepted it. And that's how those other two happened. Um, yep, Steelers win. They are in the playoff conversation. Yay. They're not making it, though. They're not they making could the playoffs. They get no, an above 500 record. Oh, they're going to get a above .500 Dude, record. It's I, like Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin just like... I don't even know, dude. He's got like a witch tied up in his basement. And then every time that he's going to have a losing season, he's like, oogie boogie, give me a winning season. <laughs> and then it happens. And it's, it, it works like magic. It's like clockwork for the Steelers. And it makes me mad. It really does. But that's beside the point. This game, an absolute, what some might call, Christmas miracle. A lot of people would say that if you were to take the Green Bay Packers of this year and the Miami Dolphins of this year, who do you think would win this game? And every single person, if given $5 and said, you must place a bet, every person other than every cheesehead in Lambeau would put their money on the Dolphins because they're supposed to be the better team. Instead, <laughs> what happened was Tua 
threw three interceptions in a row. You can't do that and expect <laughs> to win the game, Tua. I sent you a meme earlier today, and it said, We are all very much now aware that Tua Tungavaloa is just Hawaiian for Tim Tebow, <laughs> which I thought was the funniest thing ever, and it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. He's, me and you, we were, oh, when was this? I think it was, no, it was the, the game last Saturday when they were playing the Bills. Yeah. We said that Tua, personally, we think he's kind of made by Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Everyone's like, oh, he's great now. He's not. Everyone's like, oh, he doesn't underthrow his receivers anymore. He does. He underthrows all of his receivers still. And he's not a good quarterback, as we saw yesterday. He's kind of overrated. Mm-hmm. Three interceptions and back-to-back-to-back drives to lose the game. Yeah. The Dolphins scored zero points in the second half. They completely have fell off. They have now lost four straight and are maybe playing themselves out of the playoffs. And it is concerning if you're a Dolphins fan because this yeah. should have been a game you easily win. Yeah, They're currently sitting at that number seven spot uh, in the playoffs, but it's not looking good. Packers are sitting in the 10 spot, so they're on the outside looking in. But if they win out, and with a couple well-timed losses, like Washington getting themselves out. And the Giants. And the Giants getting themselves out, which is a very real possibility. The Packers could see themselves into the playoffs. Crazy. Aaron Rodgers has thrown 11 interceptions this year. You want to know the last time he threw 11 interceptions in a season? Last time he threw 11 interceptions was when he won the Super Bowl. That is correct. I don't think the Packers are winning the Super Bowl. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. It's just a fun stat to throw around. Yeah. But there was one play. You had said that, you know, Tua keeps underthrowing his receivers. There was one play which was the exact opposite of that. Ah, I'm blanking on his name now. 23, Packers defense. Jerry Alexander. That's what I thought. Jerry oh, Alexander. This, this interview. Yeah, he had this interview. So good. You should look up the interview. It's honestly very hilarious. Yeah. And he's talking about this Jair Alexander. J A I R E Alexander. I knew Debbie was not going to be able to stop. Yeah, no. <laughs> Debbie gave a blank stare. I was like, like, oh boy. Jair. <laughs> so, in this interview, uh, Jair Alexander is saying that, you know, he's lining up against Tyreek Hill. And he goes, oh man, number 10, he's pretty fast. So I back off. Then Tyreek, in classic Dolphins fashion, because all the Dolphins do is run slants that go for 60 yards. Because they're fast. Tariq then runs a five-yard slant. Tua then completely <laughs> overthrows Tyreek Hill right into Jair Alexander's arms, takes it down the sideline to the house. No, not to the house. He right, got tackled. Not, like he got tackled, time. but then he gave the ball to a little kid yeah. wearing a Jair Alexander jersey. His interview. Pretty awesome. You should look it up. Absolutely. It was so good. He's like, I saw the ball, and he goes, oh, shoot, you overthrew him. And so I just caught it. And I ran up the sideline, and then got turned on the sideline, gave the ball to someone wearing 23. It was actually, like, <laughs> so funny. But, yeah, the Dolphins are falling off. And the Packers, yeah. I personally, I don't like hearing all the Packers still have a chance. I was rooting for them to lose this game just so that I wouldn't have to hear that anymore because I'm sick of Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not high on Aaron Rodgers this year, as you know. But they are getting really? it done. I didn't know that. But they are getting it done, so credit to where credit's due. Everything's going their way. They at least got another week. That's true. Another week, and I got the win this week. For sure. That's what matters. All right. So, Caden, <laughs> once upon a time, on the eve of Christmas Eve, you will remember 
that I didn't know who to pick in this game. Oh, I, I was thinking, I was like, who did you? I remember now. I decided that both of these teams are so bad that I was going to pick a tie and hope for a Christmas miracle on Christmas Day. <laughs> there was not a tie. No <laughs> such luck occurred. The Broncos suck. The Broncos are just the worst. I don't understand how you can have so high of expectations in a year. Like, at least for the Rams, most people were like, yeah, maybe they'll be good, but also maybe they'll be bad. For the Texans, everyone was like, they will be bad. And they and they were those expectations. The Broncos were like, dude, the Broncos are winning the Super Bowl. It's going to happen. They're going to win four in a row in one year. That's how good they are. No, they're not. They're eliminated from playoff contention. They lose 51 to 14 to the Rams. 51 to 14. Repeat that, please. Okay. They lost 51 to 14 to the Rams. Need I remind you, Baker Mayfield's only been with the team for 17 days. Need I remind you, the Rams haven't scored 30 all year. No, <laughs> they have not. This was a joke. So, a couple things really quick about this game. First one being that Russell Wilson threw three interceptions. Who could have guessed? Baker Mayfield did pretty good, not going to lie. He went 24 on 28 attempts. That's not bad. 230 yards, two touchdowns. All right, he played a pretty good game. Broncos turned the ball over four times. You know, but I, you can obviously see all of that in the score. My main takeaway for this game, Caden, is I think we need a petition. We need to sign it with every NFL fan signature because I don't know a single person who enjoys this. We need to remove NFL games from Nickelodeon. Oh, no, man. It needs to go. No, man. It hey, needs to go. Hey, if you, yeah, nobody probably, wa did you watch it? No. Okay, then why are you complaining about it? Not because I hate, I hate seeing the NFL, like, absolutely Kit, fawn. Ch child version, like, kid Yeah, down. I hate seeing them, like, fawn over down. the Nickelodeon NFL. Yeah. Where there's, like, okay, now you're going to give us a drive where Patrick Starr is yeah, commentating. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. the worst ever, and then you have this... And the then worst put, CGI, uh, uh, abominable snowman coming in, quote, wreaking havoc on the game. Let me tell you something. Debbie could probably animate a better abominable snowman. Okay, that thing was abysmal. <laughs> I don't understand why you have it on Nickelodeon, right? Other than money, which is 100% why they do it. But it sucks. And, no, and I wish they never did. And it. no little kid is like, all the little kids who are watching Nickelodeon are like, I want to go watch. What's that? Nickelodeon show. I don't know. I don't watch Nickelodeon. I want to go watch Henry Danger. That's back on the show. Yeah, that's. I was watching that when I was little. Oh, I never watched that. Not oh, bad. I want to go watch like, sure, a Nickelodeon show, and uh, then they turn it on and they're like, "What's this crap? It's fifty-one to 14. Like, no one wants to watch this. No yeah. kid wants to watch football, and you're not gonna dumbify it to make them want to watch it. Yeah, like newsflash, Nickelodeon. I have two younger brothers. Well, I have three younger brothers, but two of them, one being ten years old and the other being seven years old, they would not watch a Nickelodeon show. I, they would watch a Nickelodeon show. But let me tell you something. If given the option between a Nickelodeon show and a football game, oh. I, I can tell you right 100%. now that my brothers come up to me more time, like every time that it's a Sunday, they will come ask me the full slate of the Sunday games, who's playing, and if the Browns are playing or the Chiefs are playing, they're tuning into those games. 
They don't want to watch this Nickelodeon no, crap. No one wants to watch Nickelodeon crap. It's stupid. But they do it, like you said, for money. They do. And it sucks. And I love to see the viewership numbers for the Nickelodeon game. It oh, had to have been like, zero. like five. Yeah, five people. And those entire five people were just like, they had the TV on during Christmas dinner mm-hmm. in the background with no volume. And they were in the other room yeah. eating. And that, that's what was. Absolutely. What was but for the Broncos, for Broncos fans, Christmas came a day late. It did come a day late. You're so Nathaniel right about that. Daniel Hackett, after the most abysmal coaching tenure you maybe have ever seen, has been fired today. Congrats, Broncos fans. I'm sure it's a great Christmas. I know I would be happy if I was a Broncos fan. Maybe Russell Wilson's next. <laughs> I doubt it. They paid yeah, him too they much paid money. Him way too much money for it. If, I'm curious to see. Was the problem Nathaniel Hackett or Russell Wilson? I hope it was Hackett, because I hate to think we were all fooled by a fraud this whole time, and the real genius is Pete Carroll, but it very well could be the case that it was both of them. Yeah. Speaking of problems, this game was a problem for everyone watching it. Oh! What a segue. Boom. Man. That was amazing. Next time, don't, Three next time don't mention anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, next time when you have that segue, just roll with it. Don't but, point out the segue. Ah, you're right. Hey, pretend, cut that part out, Debbie. Pretend like you didn't hear that those on the live. <laughs> but yeah, Bucks, Cardinals. So obviously, Bucks, Bucks and Panthers are battling it out for first in the NFC South. If the Bucks lost this game, if the Panthers beat the Bucks next week, Panthers clinch the division. If the Bucks win this game and the Bucks win next week, then the Bucks win the division. So I'm obviously it doesn't matter too too much because if the Panthers win next week, they're still in first in the division. And are on the track to make the playoffs. But obviously, it would help if the Bucks would lose. I wasn't expecting much because you're playing the four and nine, four and ten Cardinals, led by Trace McSorley in his first NFL start. In this game, let me just tell you, if I didn't have any reason to watch it because of like the Panthers, I would have been in bed by halftime. This game was a joke. Six to six at halftime, six to six going into the fourth, and then teams started scoring some. Cardinals jump out to a 16 to 6 lead with 10 minutes to go. I was like, oh my goodness. This is literally the exact same as the Saints game back Monday Night Football a couple weeks ago. I did not think the Saints were going to win. I was prepared for the Bucks to lose. And Saints had a big lead, and I was like, oh my goodness. I got my hopes up, and then the Bucks came back and won, and I was mad. Cardinals were up. I was like, oh my goodness, they're going to win. What happened? No. Everything goes Tom Brady's way. A pitch completely just clunked the running back, like in the head or the chest somewhere, drops it right into the Bucks dude's hands. I don't understand Tom Brady's luck. It makes no sense. He fumbled the football, giving the Bucks the ball back after they scored. They go down, kick a field goal because they're abysmal and they shockingly can't score. And it goes to overtime. They win. I can't with this team, man. The Cardinals are so bad. If they had Kyler Murray, this game is 100 to nothing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and Kyler Murray is not looking that great. No. Or he wasn't when he was still playing. It's still 100 to nothing. Still 100 to nothing because the Bucs just can't put anything together, which is obviously great for the Panthers and great for you because if the Bucs play anything similar to what they did this week, for sure. especially after what you did to the Lions, who, by the way, have a better record than the Buccaneers, and, you playing, are, and we're playing like one of the hottest teams better. in the league. Yeah. 
you are you're going to drop 50 on them and your defense is going to shut them down no. score zero points Please knock, knock on the Thank fake wood here. Yeah, it don't. I had sent Kate in a video when when the <laughs> when the Panthers were up by an insane amount. I had sent Kate in a video, and because well, we had been talking, right, right. I had been texting, I and I was like, "There's no way the Panthers lose. There's no way they blow it." Clearly, trying to jinx it so the Panthers would lose. There's no way the Panthers can blow it, dude. They got this on locks, and Caden was like, "You better knock on wood right now." And so I sent him a video of me walking up. To a wood table that we have, wagging my finger. I'm not gonna knock on it. <laughs> I was, was, I was legit freaking out on my couch. As stupid as that sounds, I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but it was okay. We still won. But if anything, this game, it, sure the Bucks won, but it makes me feel good because of how bad the Bucks look. Yeah, the Cardinals are abysmal. Four wins in the whole season with Kyler Murray. Now they have Trace McSorley, who is. 10 steps below Kyler Murray. Yeah. Their whole defense is hurt and awful. Their receivers, not good because they can't get the ball because Trace McSorley is their quarterback. And they barely beat them. And the Bucks O-line, two more offensive line players got hurt. Their O-line is already decimated. Now it's even more decimated. This team is horrible. Yeah. I will like, generally be upset, not just because we wouldn't make the playoffs, but because this team is embarrassing. We better beat this team, guys. <laughs> this team is so bad. It's it feels good because I feel like we actually and we're the best thing we're underdogs, five and a half point underdogs. I love it. Everyone's still putting us under the radar, and then we're gonna come and spank this team. Knock on wood. Knock on the engineer here, wood. <laughs> but like, they don't look good, and it gives me hope. Like we actually can do this. You know, they were playing Trace McSorley. He was throwing screen passes to the ground. Like he was throwing a screen, no one there throwing it on the ground. I'm like, dude. Like, I can do that in the backyard. I can do this guy's job. Yeah. Don't even worry about this. Yeah. Whatever. You know who else I was playing in fantasy this week? Yeah. I was playing against DeAndre Hopkins this week. Up by 30. This being the last game other than the Monday night game. This was my opponent's last guy. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> he got zero catches for like zero yards. I mean, one catch. One catch for two uh, yards. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter because my lead was not touched. I still have Mike Williams to play. No. I'm chilling. I am in the championship game, ladies and gentlemen. Congrats. Oh, thank you. It was an eight-player league, but we don't, we don't mention <laughs> that. We don't talk about that. Yeah. All right. This game was pitiful for all fans watching. Obviously, this game is tonight, as I mentioned. Mike Williams. Duh. Mike Williams playing this evening against the Colts, who will probably get stumped on. Doesn't matter if they're up by 60. It does not matter if they're up by 60, because the Chargers will win. So, in case you didn't notice, I was saying move on to the next slide, Debbie. I know I was saying the the whole projection slide. Ah, oh, that sounded oh, so it. good. Yeah, yeah, Debbie's really good at. Uh, yeah, so we'll try again. Flash the light. Okay. Um, so, oh, don't give away the secrets. Um, in case you couldn't tell, I got a lot of games wrong this week. I really tried to make a big comeback. Did not work. I tried to... It's like... It's like in football. When your quarterback gets sacked on first down. And now it's second and 18. You lost a bunch of yards. And instead of taking a medium range throw for like 10 yards to make it a third and 10. 
you try to get it all back in one play and you throw it into double coverage and it gets intercepted and taken to the house. That's what happened to me right now. I tried to get everything back in one week and what ended up happening is Caden intercepted my chance, took it to the house, and is now back up by 20. Yes, sir. I think this is the biggest lead of the year. It probably is. I almost went perfect on the week, aside from the Browns, thank you, and the Cowboys for turnovers, and the Dolphins to a sucks. And aside from that, it was perfect. Three games. But, yeah, I'm feeling... You know, we can't all be perfect, Katie. Yeah, I'm feeling you like, best. like, I would always say, oh, I'm feeling good. Like, I'm pretty sure it's over. Yeah, you know, you can do no wrong. You got this locks. Oh, boy. You can't. <laughs> I'm just some real No, boy. you can't. There's nothing you can do that'll <laughs> harm you here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So is there, is there that thing that you were talking about, Debbie? Yeah. So. Cool. Let me pull this up quick. Watch it be like the most, like, it's from like week 11. I know, right? Oh, oh. I like this. I've, I've, I've used this website so many times. Okay. So here we go. We got... So let's yeah, let's start with right. the so these are the teams that have clinched. The Eagles yeah. have clinched. Not the one seed, but they've clinched. Clinched their division. No, not their division. No, it's just clinched. Yeah, yeah. clinched playoffs. Uh the Vikings have clinched their division. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we continue, um, chat, I see you guys there. If you have any questions, let us know as we're ending the stream here shortly. So oh, yeah. Any last minute questions, tell them and we'll we'll get to them. Okay, yeah. So Eagles, Vikings have clinched. Vikings yeah. clinched their division. Niners have clinched their division as well. Cowboys have clinched the playoffs. Playoffs, not division. Yeah, yet. they're still potentially could, but very unlikely with the Eagles still being very good. And the Bills have clinched the playoffs, clinched their division. Chiefs clinched the playoffs, clinched their division. Bengals have clinched the playoffs, and the Ravens have clinched the playoffs. That division is still technically yeah. up for grabs. Still technically up for grabs. I think the Bengals yeah. take it. I don't think there's a real chance. Yeah. Ravens. So, could you scroll down a little bit, Debbie? So those are the teams that have clinched. The Jaguars, right now, would be... They haven't clinched, but they would be the four seed. They would be the AFC South winner if it ended today. Yeah. And then the wild card teams would be the Chargers and the Dolphins. Where's the other one? There should be another one. Right? Uh, well, the Ravens would oh, be the other yeah, wild yeah, card yeah. team. The, yeah. the wild card teams right now would be Ravens. Jaguars, no, 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 Ravens, man, this is hard to look at. Ravens, Chargers, Dolphins. Yes. So the teams that would be just out, could you scroll down a little bit more, would be the Patriots, Jets, Titans, who are completely falling off, Steelers, could make it, and then the Raiders. So all those teams are the teams that mathematically have a chance. Personally, the Raiders, Steelers, Titans, not Titans, Raiders and Steelers, you can count them out. Yeah, Titans. And, and Patriots, you can probably also count them out. Yeah, Titans, while standing a chance, not... Really, mathematically, do they stand a legitimate chance? Yeah. Do I think it'll happen? No. It's pretty amazing to me that all of the AFC East is in the conversation, if not made the playoffs. So, yeah. you know, good job AFC East for being mm -hmm. like the best. Yeah. So obviously the Patriots. Wait, can you scroll up? <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Can you scroll up again? Personally, I think it stays the way it is right now. The whole playoffs? No, for the AFC. For the AFC. Okay, I was gonna uh, say yeah. NFC. There's some shakeups that can yeah, happen yeah. here. I think the AFC stays where it is. Except maybe like the seedings. Could you scroll up to the top? I think. Yeah, so Bills are one. You're right. Good job. Yeah. So Bills-Bengals play this week. Huge 
playoff implications for that. Because the Bengals, 11-4, Bills, 12-3. If the Bengals win that game, they will jump the Bills. They'll have the same record, but they'll have the head-to-head. They will jump the Bills, at least jump them to the two, potentially the one. Well, obviously, whatever yeah. team gets the one only has to play, assuming they win, uh, has to either play the Chiefs or the Bengals in the AFC Championship. Yeah. Say the Chiefs get the two, they have to play the Bengals probably in the divisional and then the Bills in the AFC Championship. So you really want that one seed, especially in the AFC, with the bye and then only having to yeah. play one of those teams once. AFC definitely has the stronger hand. 18. Yeah, AFC has the stronger. No, the playoffs, there's, there's the wild card and then there's the divisional, then there's the AFC and NFC Championships, then the Super Bowl. So there's four weeks of playoff. Yeah. Like and I then, say, yeah, and then there's here yeah. in the NFC. Oh, but what were you saying about the AFC? I was saying the AFC, in my opinion, have the stronger hand. Oh, absolutely. For winning the Super Bowl this year. Oh, oh, yeah. I was. I would think there's. Maybe, I, I see three teams. I see really three teams in the AFC that stand a legitimate chance at the Super Bowl, and in my mind, only two. Yep, that's in I the see NFC. Three to two on the. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. My We'd two probably, being uh, Eagles and Niners. Eagles Niners. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I thought. So. In the a- NFC now, you got the Eagles who have the one seed right now. They've clinched the playoffs, not the, not not the division. division. The Vikings have clinched the playoffs. They're the two seed right now. The Niners have clinched their division and the playoffs. And then you got the Cowboys at the five who clinched the playoffs. And then scroll yeah. down a little bit. You got the Bucks who are at this moment in time first in the NFC South, which obviously we talked about very well likely could change this week. Very well. Yeah, and so whatever team wins the NFC South will play the Cowboys, assuming the Cowboys stay at five. Yeah, and then right now the sixth seed is the Giants, and seven is Washington. It really hurts that Washington lost that that rigged game Sunday night last week because it jumped them down to seven, and they played the Niners. They have a huge game coming up against the Browns because it could yeah. go either way. They need to win to stay in the playoff race. And then can you scroll down again? I know we're making you do a lot, Debbie. <laughs> And then we got, yeah, the teams that are just on the outside is Seahawks, Lions, Packers, somehow having everything go in their favor. Technically, the Panthers could still make the playoff. The wild card need a lot to happen. Realistically, it's going to be the division. Yeah. And then the Saints, again, realistically, the division. Yeah. So, right. So these two teams down here, Panthers and Saints, they will probably not be making the wild card. Yeah. So you can basically yeah, just you move can take them those out of this two out. That's a division race. That's right. probably why they're on. No one in right. No one in the NFC South is taking a wild card spot, but they could take the division. So the division will, they will. be. They will take the right. division. So the four seed will either be Buccaneers, Panthers, or Saints. In my mind, at the moment, I think Panthers hey, are the four me, seed. Me too, bro. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I don't think that both Washington and New York get in. At this moment, I think probably Washington leaves. Yeah, because they're starting Wentz. Sorry. If they start Wentz, they're definitely leaving. Even if they start Heineke, odds are still pretty good that they end up losing one of the last two games. And in my mind, Vikings get in over the rest of these guys. Or Vikings. not Vikings, Lions. I was about to say, Lions yeah, get that's in exactly what I was going to say. Lions played the Bears this week and then the... I don't know who they play. Week Packers. 18. Oh, Packers week 18. Which very well could be for the playoff. It could be. If the Packers win this week and the Lions win, which is a possibility, then that Lions-Packers game is for who will take the last Absolutely. spot. Absolutely. I would love to see the Lions in the playoffs. They're fun. We were high on them at the beginning of the year, and they struggled. 
don't know what you're looking at, but it's making me laugh. Found it. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot that could shake out in these next two weeks. It's going to be yeah. very interesting. Awesome. And then we have another really, really helpful chart here that I think you guys need to see. <laughs> oh, thanks. Is this, is, this, is this why you asked how many weeks there were? <laughs> no. In the season? Not at all. <laughs> Love that. Well, see, you're missing the divisional round. Don't worry about sorry, that. the wild card round, divisional round. Are you round, worried about that again? Championship Don't game, Super Bowl. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's helpful enough for our viewers to see Austin's <laughs> journey. You know, he started all the way back here on week one, and he's gotten so far. So close Congrats, to bro. You're making such progress. I am almost to Waffle House. house. I love that. I can't express to you, to be completely honest, express you how much i hate waffle house really <laughs> like waffle house is just i think it's not worse. i think their food's decent there's nothing worse than waffle Besides house from like the random like drugs you're gonna find in your food or something <laughs> yeah like literally just i'm like eating my waffles next to a, like a felon like it, they all are only felons that eat there and in work there and work there like there are people cooking my food and like Dude, they all got ankle bracelets they on. do they can't leave the waffle house <laughs> that's their own now you're gonna have fun. We'll visit. We'll be there, like with you. Well, Debbie will be there the whole time because I mean, I'll probably, I probably will too. Except yeah. maybe, maybe I want to go get like Chipotle for lunch. There you go. If, I swear to you, if you <laughs> get Chipotle and come back, I'm gonna pick up Chipotle. I'll go pick up bro. Debbie and I Chipotle. There you go. I'll bring it back and we'll just eat it right there for you. I swear I to you. I'm like you Austin. Eat, you want a bite? Here's here's some chips. I don't, I'm not gonna want your stuff because I'm gonna want to plow through my waffles <laughs> and my hash browns that are 100 percent burned on one side and then literally still frozen on the other. Why would you eat the hash browns? Oh, just to show how awful they are. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm not touching okay. hash browns. No, yeah, right. you need the waffles. That didn't yeah, take up waffles. stomach space. This is assuming you Back. go to the waffle house. You're going to the waffle house, Caden. <laughs> That's funny. This is this is the Steelers looking to make the wild card. That's what I am right now. I think it's more Raiders. No. Well, I think it's more of the Texans. Texans looking to make the wild card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. So, is there anything else you want to say? Before uh, we go, I don't think so. This famously plug the YouTube one more time. We are almost at a hundred YouTube subscribers, so please go share with your friends, or maybe sh uh, maybe go follow the YouTube if you aren't already followed. Why or, wouldn't you be? Here's a good idea. I just thought of this one. Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, you are subscribed. We'd hope. If you're listening on Spotify or anywhere else, there's a good chance you're not subscribed. If you aren't subscribed, go subscribe. If you are, go steal your brother's phone, your mom's phone, your dad's phone, the family computer. Log into YouTube on a different account. Subscribe. <laughs> or make like eight accounts. Yeah, we don't care about bot accounts. We don't care. Yes, we do. We, 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 we want the numbers. <laughs> We're shameless over here. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah, there's a lot coming up. There is. There's. It's an exciting time of the year. There's... Great. If you do talk to me in person this week, I am going to apologize in advance. I'm very excited and nervous for this Panthers game this upcoming week. There literally, I said it, hasn't been a game this important to the Panthers since 2017. I'm very excited. So I apologize in advance. I've already been yelled at by my dad because I've brought it up like five times today. But we will see you guys probably earlier than the normal pickums episode because I will be going out of town this weekend. So probably we'll, we'll let you know on the Instagram, but probably Thursday. Yeah, either assume. someone will step in or yeah, or we'll do it so, earlier yeah. then. Until next next time. Thanks for listening.